0: Hello, one and all. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Primal Goods Company. Primal Goods Company is what I use to find high-end supplement companies that only use quality ingredients. They don't cut corners. They don't put garbage in their products. uh, And they supply nutritional packs to help you cover all of your health and nutrition needs. Primal Goods Company teams consist of top-tier health professionals in the fields of physical therapy, nutrition, sports performance, exercise physiology, and what they do is curate and consolidate the highest quality products on the market from trusted suppliers to help you reach your peak. I love these guys. I use them all the time. You can try them out as well. Uh, To take 10% off your next order, go to primalgoodsco.com and enter the code LIFEREADY at checkout to receive 10% off your order and give them a try today. We are also brought to you by Life Ready Foods. Uh, for the longest time, it was challenging for me to find super clean supplements that don't wreck my stomach, make me feel terrible, bubble guts. You guys know all the terrible stuff. Uh, I finally got fed up and worked with the team to develop my own supplement line. Uh, we produce high-end supplements that have a fully transparent ingredient list and are meant to supplement your nutrition and training needs. We really try and put as little ingredients in our products as possible. Go check them out. Give them a try. Head to lifereadyfoods.com. Enter lifeready at checkout and receive 10% off your first order. Again, that's lifereadyfoods.com. Enter lifeready at checkout. My guest on the show today is Patrick Osterling. Pat is an account executive at Doc Matter, the global medical community. Uh, They're an awesome early stage startup connecting doctors all over the world. Uh, In this episode, we connect the importance of mentors and how to find one for yourself, uh, how Pat got into investing in real estate and some of the challenges that entails, uh, why nutrition and training are so important in his life, and a ton more. Uh, We also get into some double wood single malt scotch, so pardon any slurries on my end. Uh, I had a ton of fun with him, and it's a pleasure to have him on. So please welcome Patrick Osterling. Now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, and feel good. Follow your gut, do what you love to do. We have in our studios today the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Pat Osterling. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm not that cool, but (laughs) thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: dude, yeah. So Pat and I are here today. We just got in a workout at a park in San Francisco, if you've never been to, on Chrissy Field. Um, It's an outdoor, I don't know, what would you call that? Kind of like an outdoor adult gymnasium, jungle gym.
1: Yeah, it's like right next to the Golden Gate Bridge. There's a strip of grass. A lot of people are running. Um, It's a rare, sunny, nice day in San Francisco. So we wanted to capitalize on that. Nice sunny weather. Hashtag face tan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I didn't know exactly what we were going to do. We showed up and Pat goes, All right, I got the workout, buddy. It's going to be 100 push ups, 100 <laughs> incline push ups, 100 ring push ups, 100 dips, and 100 decline push ups. I can't move, man. I'm yeah, dying.
1: 500 reps. I know. I did the math. I mean, typically, you know, at the gym, if you do five or six exercises, uh, like 10 reps. That's only about 200 or so reps. So we just did double, more than double.
0: (laughs) More than double. More
1: than double what we would normally do. Granted, it was with our own body weight
0: though. That's true. But I feel like those days are good. Like I feel like if you enjoy resistance training or cardio, anything else like that, I feel like having days that are body weight days, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can kind of, scrap the weights and just do something to where, you know, like it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like you do something to where you can kind of feel yourself or like you feel your, where you are in space Mm -hmm. with no weights. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's good to, you know, do some exercises with no weights for sure. Um, Especially ones that, you know, involve many different body parts instead of just isolating on one or two muscle groups at the gym, you know, we were, you know, hitting shoulders, lats, traps, chest, back, abs, you know, triceps, biceps, you know, with, you know, one single motion. So
0: that's true. It was good.
1: Yeah, it was was
0: pretty gnarly. Good to switch it up too. I think it's good. It's good to have novel, you know, a novel piece to your Mm -hmm. gym routine too. And I don't care, man. I don't don't really, if you like to weightlift or you like to CrossFit, if you're into bodybuilding, if you're into, Jessica takes me to, um, what was that Soul Cycle? I die. Yeah. I die every time. That's yeah. crazy hard. Now I don't think just doing maybe Soul Cycle alone. I think I I like I'm a little more strength biased. so mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more on the lines that you know some kind of strength routines good too. Um, but hey, how's it going? Hey, we're on Instagram. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Uh, I don't like that pick. (laughs) All right. Pat's (laughs) taking it off Instagram. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you today. We are sipping on the Balvenie. Uh, I'm going to get shamed on here by Scotch Drinkers. This is a double wood aged 12 years in sherry oak.
1: Double wood.
0: I don't know what that is, but matured in two distinct casts. Single mulch, single malt Scotch. This is not too bad. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. I'm not even the biggest Scotch guy yet. I feel like that's something that you get, you have to get used to, like anything. Yeah, else.
1: yeah. I got a, I got a gift, but I, I wasn't either. I got a gift from a client a year ago. I think it was Macallan Twelve. Uh, didn't know anything about Scotch. But throughout the year I would just pour myself a little glass here and there and just starts to starts to grow on you. So even when I'm out at the bars or whatever, like I was in New York recently and you know, I ordered one, McAllen twelve. It's good to just sip on, warms you up. Yeah. And um do twelve, McAllen fifteen. You don't get a bunch of the added calories from mixed drinks and beer
0: that's true it's more of like a a pure source i guess yeah yeah why is why is that we only give scotch we only give gifts like scotch like i don't just like go out and buy some a vodka gift and be like hey bro Mm. here you go it's always like a scotch or something
1: probably like a special occasion type of drink that's what i mean So where did that come from represents like some type of special occasion
0: let me look that up man that's interesting yeah
1: or like champagne or a nice you know bottle of wine is always a good one
0: scotch yeah bottle of wine it's always a bottle of wine or <clears throat> scotch yeah last minute scotch with whiskey gift ideas 12 bottles of scotch under 150 150 dollars man yeah. i've never spent that much money on scotch
1: yeah it's like a nice bottle of wine you know
0: I'm not spending $150 on any of my friends, man. It's <laughs> not going to happen. Mm-hmm. McCallum's like $39 at Safeway. Done. Mm-hmm. Boom, done. Nice, dude. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Well, cool, bud. Uh, what are we talking about tonight?
1: Yeah, I mean, you invited me over to kind of do a, a guest speaker on your podcast. And I was thinking, shit, you know, what what are we going to talk about? You know, what are we, what are we experts at? Yeah. Um, and we're kind of experts at being amateurs, um, whether it's like working out, real estate, business—you know, the hustle and bustle of San Francisco, the whole, the whole, the whole gamut. Um, so I had a couple ideas, but instead of telling you beforehand, I oh. figure I could just surprise you with these ideas, and we could just chat about them and make this kind of a podcast.
0: All right, ideas about podcasting. Yeah, I, mean, I have to agree <laughs> with you. I'd say we're like. We're amateurs about stuff right now, and we're trying to find our way Mm -hmm. into being experts in certain fields. I feel like it's it's good to be a jack of all trades, but to be truly successful in something, like you gotta. I think the scary part is trying to find something that you like diving into. Yeah, because most people, and this is definitely how my brain my brain works. It's like if I find something that I want to dive into. Yeah. I get nervous because my brain instantly goes, all right, man, that's the thing that you're going to do for the next 50 years, you know? Yeah. And like, but I don't, that's not the case though. That's yeah. what it used to be. It's yeah. like what my pappy and yeah. even my dad, you know, and our generations used to be. Mm-hmm. But I think nowadays, I mean, I, this podcast I'm starting, um, I'm growing my fitness business online and then starting a supplement company too. Like it, even in just a few months span, that's, mm-hmm. that's already different things that you can get into. Yeah. You know? So I don't think it's this still this old, this old kind of 50 years. No. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, dude.
1: <laughs> um, And then I was kind of thinking of, you know, shit, you know, we've known each other for four years. Has it been that long? Yeah. Uh, I, I moved to San Francisco four years and a month ago. Met Yes and Toss, So pretty much became friends. Pretty, pretty immediate. Yeah. Gave me that recommendation for a haircut. <laughs> to, <laughs> down at <laughs> washington square park oh, like yeah. It was like 12 dollars. like yeah the lady's name was ling ling or something like that. yeah dude
0: that's uh sue's beautiful hair Sue. if you ever come to san francisco ladies and gentlemen on stockton street <laughs> stockton and what is it granite Gran- no, stockton, uh, and stockton and green
1: stockton and green stockton and green, green.
0: sue's beautiful hair yeah. you can literally go a no weight 13 dollar men's haircut and you will be in and out of there you can time it in under five minutes no joke <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, that was my, my first haircut in San Francisco. I texted Sean. I was like, hey, man, where do I get a haircut around here? And that's where he recommended.
0: How would you rate it one out of 10 of the best haircuts you've ever had for $13? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I mean, it wasn't bad. Maybe like solid five. Like it, like it was good enough to keep going back when I first moved here and was paying ridiculous rent. But uh, as soon as I started making a little bit more money, I was I was out.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know what's really terrible too is that I, I know I recommended that place just a second ago, but it is no longer Sue's beautiful mm. hair. She sold the business to her cousin mm. uh, Kelly, mm-hmm. and it is now Kelly's hair salon. Mm. And a haircut is twenty eight dollars. Yeah, for the same thing.
1: Geez, more than double. That's, That's crazy. A terrible, terrible idea. Um, That's very- and then. We started kind of getting into real estate yeah. and I don't know where this stemmed from, but I remember where we went to a couple different things. We went to out to SF State, had
0: oh, yeah. some type
1: of event out there. I yeah. forget the, the guy's name out there. We went out there and then we went up to Marin and we were up there in Marin at the, God, I forget what the hell it was called. It was like the Marin... In Marin's north of San Francisco, maybe like a half an hour. I forget, what, what, what was it called? It was like the so, Marin Business Real Estate Investing Club. Yeah, something some, like that. Something like that. We went to like a couple sessions up there. And I think we both knew we wanted to get in the real estate. It was a couple years ago, so we were probably like 27-ish, Bay
0: Area. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Bay Area Wealth Builders.
1: Bay Area Wealth Builders. I think it was a lead from the event we went to at SF stay, this real estate thing. So, you know, we, I think we both knew we wanted to automate our lives and, you know, real estate's just kind of like proven in and out. It's uh, it's, it's a product everybody needs. It's a product. Sure. It's, it's not going anywhere. It's a product. The price keeps rising in certain areas. So it's not going anywhere. So, um, so we kind of just dove in and, Didn't know what we didn't know. I think we started, or you started doing those uh, flyers for the... I did. What was it called? Yeah,
0: I did. I did. uh, I wanted to see if I could, in the least way possible, be... uh, I don't even remember what they call it. It's almost like a... um, I don't know. It's almost like you're a little paper delivery board kind of thing. But anyways, you send out flyers to people, Mm -hmm. and then you get these leads that they call in to you, Mm -hmm. and then you put that property under contract, and then you Find try to sell buyer. that contract to a buyer. You basically say somebody's l- going to flip it.
1: You like link a buyer and a seller, but mm. you never own the property. You're Correct. basically just linking them to and making some profit off the top.
0: Correct. Yeah. So Not I was you. super stoked because everybody that was telling me yeah. was like, oh man, it's like no money down. Like yeah. you, you don't have to spend any money. And all of a sudden you like make 10 grand. It was grand. the
1: cheapest way to get in the real estate if you could do it. Essentially Correct. you had to go out in some type of neighborhood probably a shitty neighborhood (laughs) and find somebody selling their house and say, Hey, I have a buyer and then go out and tap into your network of real estate investor buyers and say, Hey guys, I have this property, whether it's in Oakland or, you know, the South Bay or wherever, wherever it's at um, for X amount of dollars and, you know, they're ready to ready to sell. So, you're basically linking up a buyer and a seller and making a couple grand commission on that. Wholesale. Wholesale. That's you're a what wholesaler. It, yeah. And, and the beauty is that you don't need to, you never own the property, uh, never touches your hands. So you never essentially need any type of down payment or paperwork or anything like that. You're basically just signing off on, hey, Mr. Buyer, sign this, saying you're going to purchase it. Mr. Seller, sign this, saying you're going to purchase, you're going to sell it. Link them up. Yeah, you get it. You get that cut.
0: Yeah. And I, I going into it, I was super se- skeptical because I didn't know. I was like, OK, well, why don't the buyers that are going to either flip the property or hold on to it for long term just find the sellers themselves? Like, why do they need me mm-hmm. to be able to scrape, you know, three, five, ten grand off the top? Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized it was because a lot of these buyers have been in the game for a long time and they don't want to do it. No. They don't want to deal with yeah. talking to people. They yeah. don't want to deal with stuff. Se- they don't. All they want to do is get a property in their hand, put a bunch of capital into it, flip it, renovate yeah. it, whatever they're going to do, either exit the property or hold on to it to put in their long term, yeah. long term portfolio mm-hmm. and then rent it out. Yeah, so you- that's kind of where the you know, the young blood came in is like. Hey, this kid's the hustler. Mm-hmm. This kid's gonna go out and he's gonna find these properties, yeah. and we don't have to do it. So that was a beauty for for yeah. you know buyers.
1: Like your yeah, your value add there was scraping through all <laughs> the properties and dealing with all the owners, yeah. and bringing like the top one or two hot leads to the buyer. Sweat when, equity. Yeah, when they're like ninety percent, when they're at the five yard line ready to go, then you introduce them to the buyer and then they buy. Boom, yeah,
0: done. Small disclaimer to anybody kind of interested in real estate getting into wholesaling, there are fees associated with that, namely the marketing Mm -hmm. that you're going to have to do. And whether that you're, you know, you're just throwing stuff out or you're going and knocking on doors, that's gas or, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're... If you're uh, yeah. actually spending money on marketing, it's not going to be cheap. Yeah, like I think I dropped like a couple grand at
1: some yeah, point. Yeah, I remember, yeah. And I was like. You almost had that one lady one. in Oakland, but it, it's, a, it's a tough gig. It's not easy. It really is. I mean, you know, it, the benefit is that you don't have to put any money up except for the marketing. Yeah. You know, but you're not putting 20% down on a, you know, half a million dollar house. Um but oh, it's, half, it's half a, a tough, in the it, Bay
0: area, a yeah. oh, half million. Oh, oh great. That,
1: that'll get you a shack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like 800,000 <laughs> upwards plus. Yeah. in East
1: Oakland, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then after, you know, so, so we did those, um, I think there was like a bunch of podcasts we started listening to and we even took my landlord Sheryl out to lunch one day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because we wanted to pick her brain. Um, Beauty about Cheryl is she owns a couple properties around San Francisco. She's actually like a old friend, uh, old family friend of mine, and or actually of my grandparents. And she's the landlord of the building that I live in. Um, her she kind of has a crazy story. She's about seventy now, and she is from Mississippi, like rural Podunk, Mississippi. Didn't grow up with anything. And when she was, you know, 17 or 18, her parents put her on a Greyhound with, you know, three peanut butter jelly sandwiches and sent her to live in Los Angeles with her aunt and uncle and put her through school. And then she was a flight attendant. And then she came to San Francisco and started getting into real estate. And back then in the 70s, you can get in fairly decent it's price relatively i mean cheap to compare yeah, the tech, yeah the tech boom wasn't here yet Nothing's um you know, no internet, there's no, yeah. internet. Yeah. there's no internet yeah no internet in the 70s
0: think about that there's yeah. no personal computers
1: yeah it was just straight just normal real estate stuff and i think she bought the building that i live in for maybe seven hundred thousand dollars something like that back in the 70s and now in 2017 it's worth probably like 15 some million Jeez. something crazy and then she's Parlayed that into um, a couple buildings around San Francisco, a strip mall up in um, Sonoma. She's flipped a couple. So she's been in the game for a while. So we just kind of wanted to pick her brain and see what she had to say. Because there's so, I guess, one of the things that we discovered, you and I going to all these real estate um, seminars, is there's so many different ways to get in. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to do single family home? Are you going to live in it? Are you going to rent it out? Are you going to do the the wholesale stuff? Um, are you gonna do college? Are you gonna do multifamily tenants? Like what like there's so many different things that you can do. Um, are you gonna do um, Commercial real estate, you know, so many different options, and there's options that we never we never even heard about. We didn't even know it was know it was an option. Um, so we kind of just wanted to pick her brain. She's been in the game for a long time, so we did that. We took her to lunch, and I don't know where where did we go, Perry's. Perry's. And, yeah.
0: Perry's on Union Street. Yeah. And what would she tell us? I don't. Know, do you remember? I think the biggest thing, the biggest lesson. So if you pull a little nugget away from this story, I think the biggest nugget I learned from Cheryl is just she when she was telling us she was like i did this land thing i did all this other stuff and we had a really nice brunch it was like an hour brunch talk to her but at the end of the very end of it she goes you know what like i don't know what you guys are kind of expecting from me or you know i'm not an expert at this stuff but her nugget was just get started Mm -hmm. like it didn't matter how many classes you went to Mm -hmm. how many books you read how many seminars you paid for how many coaches you got Mm -hmm. you know you got on your side and you paid for. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it was pick a strategy and just do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And her first strategy, I think, was landed. It was terrible. Like it mm-hmm. was complete failure. But like it, it allowed her to put money down and get in the game. Get in the game. To where then she linked up with somebody else and was able to get this property in San Francisco. But if she wouldn't have just got you know, if she wouldn't have just taken the action. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have just executed on that first land property that did terrible. Mm-hmm. Then she would have never executed on the San Francisco property. So yeah. I think if you're looking I mean, for real estate stuff, if you're looking to get into that, do some research, but don't do too much research mm-hmm. just with anything, mm-hmm. you know, don't over overdo the analytics. Don't, don't think about it too much. Like just get started with it.
1: Paralysis by analysis.
0: And analysis paralysis. Analysis, it's a big issue. We could yeah. go to a thousand meetings. Yeah, but you just got to get in the
1: game and do something. I think that's it. One of the things that uh, I took away, like my nugget, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember. Um, I think I was like in a car with her, or, like taking her somewhere. And, and I was asking her, like, hey, like if you were my age, 20, 27, 28, like what would you do? And she just kind of like, you know, she stared out the window and said, Well, Patrick, with her like Southern Drawl, I would just keep working real hard and save up a hundred thousand dollars and go up there in Sonoma and you purchase a single family home, and you rent it out because it's gonna keep appreciating and you're gonna get that rent and you're gonna do just fine. And at the time I was like, A hundred thousand dollars, oh my God, like I had like <laughs> maybe ten grand in the bank, maybe and I was like, This is gonna take me an eternity. Yeah. But, you know, you know, two years later with some hustle and hard work, um, it, it's more doable than than it seems. So saving has really been, a, you know, a focal point in, in in this game. And I'm, you know, primed. I'm ready to actually just put a bid in like two, two three weeks ago for uh, a single family home up in Reno. Congrats, Didn't get baby. it. Thanks. Didn't get it. Yeah. But, uh, but I'll be back up there in the next couple of weeks and we'll be putting some more bids in. But, um, but that was like a big thing. And she just said, save, 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 and save again.
0: Yeah, I think that's an important point, too, is uh, a lot of people kind of, they, they want to have their cake and eat it, too, right? They, mm-hmm. they want to be like, oh, yeah, saving is great, but are you willing to cut out some of the dinners in mm-hmm. this amazing city we live in, right? Like, are yeah. you willing to cut out some of the happy hours where I'm going to go get a scotch drink? Yeah. It's going to be $16. Yeah, you know, take and an
1: Uber there. It's gonna take, cost another ten dollars. Take an
0: Uber back at the at a peak time. is gonna yeah. be 16 dollars. Like,
1: take Uber to work the yeah, next day because yeah. you're a little hungover and yeah. woke up late. Yeah, I mean, had a couple a couple yeah. too many. Maybe go to Soul Cycle and
0: oh yeah, that's only you know an easy thirty three dollars. <laughs> I love Soul Cycle, but I
1: mean thirty dollars. That's I mean everything's so expensive around here, and uh, it's it's easy that your paycheck goes rent. I mean, geez. Yeah, rent's insane. It's not cheap. It's I, tough to it's tough to save here.
0: I think it's it's definitely a mindset thing, right? You got to yeah. think like, hey, man, I'm I'm gonna. You don't necessarily have to be on you know, ketchup and crackers or PB and J's. Yeah. But just having the mindset to think that way, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, I know you do one thing where you go to Costco, you get some chicken, you do some stuff like that, and like you yeah. had calculated out at some <laughs> point, didn't you? Yeah, it was
1: like. A, I call them like my little life hacks, you know, um, you're getting income in and you want to do really well at your job and like as much income as you can in, but you always want to save that and, and, and not spend where you don't have to. So, you know, I, I work in financial district and there's amazing restaurants around and I was just talking to this guy at work who doesn't bring his lunch ever in four years. He's never brought his lunch. And he gets, you know, these $16 salads Jeez. <laughs> at, like, focaccia or, like, tender greens. And he's like, yeah, dude, I really got to start, like, you know, saving towards, like, a wedding and stuff. But, yeah, it's it's big. So, you know, I, I call my little life hack. So I'll go to Costco, and I figured that I could make a meal um, for about $4. So, and that's, like, the cheapest way I can consume. So I go to Costco, get, like, the big pack of chicken. Um, then I go to Trader Joe's and get, like, you know, the the rice and then get like a big package at Costco again of, of like spinach so everything you need protein carb source and like a green leafy spinach and I can literally make you know eight ounces of chicken cup of rice you know and a cup of spinach for about four dollars and I figure that's the cheapest meal that I can make
0: yeah and consume yeah and it makes sense. And folks, we're not saying like that might be the best grade chicken that you could ever get, right? And it's yeah. not going to be hormone free. It's not going to be the best. But if I mean, these are like temporary situations yeah. to where, like, look, we're we're trying to scrimp and save save everything you can. Let's say you got to do a down payment mm-hmm. of you know a house that's five hundred, six hundred, eight hundred yeah. thousand dollars. It's not a cheap amount, especially if it's no. not your primary. Nowadays, that's probably twenty percent.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, know. you just do the quick math on. I mean, we live in the Bay Area. If you want, like, let's, you know, let's let's even tailor it down. So, I, you know, and uh, we live in California and in the Bay Area, and San Francisco is very expensive. So, let's say you're gonna buy a house for even like six hundred thousand dollars somewhere. Twenty um, percent of that, it's one hundred twenty thousand dollars that you need to save. Just to put the down payment, that's not your closing cost, that's not like additional emergency fund, that's not your car payment or anything like that. A few months rent. Literally just to put your name in the hat and say, Hey, I'm interested in purchasing this. One hundred twenty thousand dollars at 20%. So sometimes it's 25%. Sometimes the house is gonna be a little bit more, but it's it's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, that's one of my that's one of my little life hacks. Like that uh, hack. Try to try to eat as as cheap as possible. I mean,
0: it's not bad, and we're not saying like don't go out. It's just be oh, maybe be no. mindful. Yeah, of, just be
1: mindful. Exactly. You
0: know, or maybe what uh, my wife and I started doing is like we started you know making little goals and setting little goals per month. So hey, we're gonna go out, we're gonna enjoy ourselves, but we're gonna be mindful to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, three times a month. Let's Mm -hmm. say I mean, it's arbitrary number, but let's say you pick three times a month. Yeah, I I think what we did when we first moved in together was we looked back at four months of our credit card statements Mm -hmm. and we just put it into an Excel spreadsheet and we bracketed everything. We filtered it all out and we just looked per category. What do we average on this? What do we average on clothes, food, all this kind of stuff? Yeah. And what could we cut back on? Yeah. Do I need to go out and buy a new gym shirt? Right. Probably not right Mm -hmm. like it's yeah i want a new color but it doesn't matter do Mm -hmm. we need to go to this restaurant again and again and again or could we get some food here prep some stuff together enjoy our time together right and you know slowly start saving some stuff yeah saving on a starbucks probably not that big of a deal it's four dollars here and there but saving on clothes and food and transportation yeah that adds up really quickly
1: yeah i mean you know you want to enjoy your life, but, uh, but just be mindful of, of these things. Um, yeah. I, you know, in the touch on that, what did I do the other day? I bought an iron and an ironing board. Cause I was spending so much money on dry cleaning, yeah. like 40, 50 bucks a, you know, a week or every other week or so for 10 shirts and three, four pants, maybe like a suit jacket. And, I bought this iron like two weeks ago and I'm proud and kind of disgusted to say I haven't gone to the dry cleaners in <laughs> two weeks. I like, I, you know, I mean, you know, two, three, two, three wears in a shirt. I mean, I sit in an office all day. It's not like I'm sweating. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just ironed that bad boy and uh, hopefully it, it was only $20 iron and ironing board was like 10 bucks, $30. Boom! Like that's ROI right there all day long.
0: Yeah, you have to. Well, what got you? What made you stoked on real estate to begin with? I don't know if mm. I've heard the story. Was it your your grandparents originally, or was it um, mm-hmm. was it that you just liked architecture, or was it always from the financial <sighs> side?
1: Um, I think just growing up, you know, my I always knew that my grandparents were like the most successful people in my family and retired early, and they had always lived away. They lived in Dallas, I grew up in Florida, and then they retired and you know, spent time in Maui where they had a condo, where they bought a condo many years ago, and had a house in Northern Nevada up in the mountains, um, and always lived very nice and took like very nice vacations, and I just wanted to learn, like, how can I do that? How can I achieve that? What did you do to get there? And one of the things was, I actually went out to Nevada and lived with them for a bit before moving to San Francisco. And, uh, you know, one of the things was real estate. Um, So they told me, you know, they saved a lot of money um, and had purchased a couple properties throughout their, um, you know, adult life together. And then when when they retired, sold them all. And now they're kind of like living off that very comfortably. Um, But I understand and I started to understand kind of like automating your life, right? Purchasing a house, having somebody pay you rent, which is basically just going towards the mortgage. But that's your money. It's going towards the mortgage. uh, It's going towards the equity, equity of the home. Um, You need to spend a little bit of money upkeeping it and saving for another house But, you know, after a while, you get a couple of these houses under your belt and you get some residual income, pay a couple of these mortgages off, have a bunch of equity into these homes and you're kind of, you know, living a good life. And that's kind of, you know, going back to what I was talking about earlier is that. You know real estate and homes it's a proven product people need them it's not going anywhere if you can you know get in low um sell high get into an area where it's appreciating do your research it could really be pretty lucrative for you so that's kind of you know where it all stemmed from um, but i had no idea how to get in the game i just knew i just need to start saving as much as i humanly could to get in the game so and then you know doing a bunch of research taking some classes at you know the the local community college podcasts events picking people's brains taking them to lunch just trying to understand you know the tricks of the trade and trying to understand from people that have come before and done it and you know i've been successful at it so that's where it all stems from i mean i don't I don't want to work till I'm 60 or, yeah, yeah. or so, or we 65. Want the choice, at least. Yeah, I want the choice, you know. I want yeah. to be able to get up and go wherever I want and travel and be, you know, retire early with my wife and just, you know, enjoy life. So, you know, up front, kind of, you know, sacrificing and trying to save and, you know, buy one or two properties in the next couple of years and yeah. more and more down the line. Yeah,
0: it makes sense. Well, and I think what's interesting – kind of what you said too and you you skimmed over it but um you'll be turning 29 this year
1: Mm -mm, i'll be turning 31 this year you'll
0: be turning 31
1: 30 right now 30 so i think
0: i think you skimmed over very briefly but i think it's It's a a couple months younger than you yeah i'll be turning 31 (laughs) in two days from when this was recorded so Damn, really? there you go, buddy. March 30th. Oh, shit. 31. <laughs> yeah. Friday. Oh, wait, Friday or? Thursday. 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 Oh, oh so what's today? Today Tuesday. is Wednesday. Oh, tomorrow. One day. No, it's, it's the day that, 30th yeah, or 31st? Right. 30th.
1: Tomorrow. Oh, like in three hours? <laughs>
0: like in three hours from now. Oh, wow. It is my 31st birthday. But wow. I, think, I think that's a big... I think that's a big thing. You kind of skimmed over it, but it was 30, almost turning 31. And you're still learning, right? Like you're going back. You said you went back to community college just to learn, yeah. just to go through a few classes to learn a little bit more. And I, I think, or we're, you know, going out and talking to yeah. people, going to seminars and doing things to continue to learn. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle is they're like, okay, the learning part of my, the learning chapter of my life is over. It doesn't yeah. have to be realistic. It could I'm be anything. I'm
1: just working now. Yeah, I'm just
0: working now. Yeah. and I've closed that chapter of my life. Yeah, and I think that's probably you know where a lot of people start struggling or they do that for ten years and then they wake up mm-hmm. one day and they go, wait a minute, like I don't, I don't wh- have anything. Where, where am I? What yeah. you know? What's going on? Like why? I'm 40,
1: 45. I don't. I'm not where I want to be. I, exactly. I yeah, that's my fear. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right in the sense that. Um, you know, you you do have to sacrifice and do these weird things. You know, sometimes I'm a little bit, little embarrassed to, you know, these girls at work are like, hey, what are you doing after work? Like, oh, I'm just I'm going to the gym, but like I'm going to the community college to take real estate classes. They're gonna look at me like I'm crazy. But um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I really think that continuing education, and sacrificing and picking people's brains. Is absolutely essential to to get ahead, and to pick something like you said earlier, pick a goal and like stick to it and yeah. sacrifice for it.
0: Literally, one of the main reasons I started this podcast was to just try and learn more. Yeah, all the time yeah. in any aspect doesn't matter if it's real estate yeah. or training yeah. or business. The more people I have on this podcast, the more questions I ask, the more I'm open. I think the biggest thing is just being open to learning. Yeah.
1: That's hard for a lot of people. Lifelong learner. Trying to read more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love podcasts. Yeah.
0: How many books are you reading uh, nowadays? Say like a a book a week. (laughs) I think my
1: goal at the beginning of the year was a book a month. We are about three months in and I am zero bucks in. But, very
0: nice. But
1: um, you know, I, I got my fitness goal. So there you go. That's one goal I'm, you know, keeping ahead of. Yeah. Um but but no, I, I need to read more. It's it's really benefited a lot. It's pretty I good. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. All podcasts those, are good. I feel yeah. like they're,
0: they're probably the wave of the future. Definitely. They definitely are. I mean it's pretty interesting that two people could be talking to each other and four listeners could be listening to this. Yeah. And maybe getting a little bit of maybe two. Maybe two, know. you know, education on this. Too. Maybe just us two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for those of you that don't know, I learn from Pat all the time. We're I guess we're we're training partners in the gym. Um Mm-hmm. at least for current goals for me are a few fitness shows coming up and that's yeah. a lot different than anything i've done in the past um mm-hmm. been doing crossfit type workouts for the last few years and then kind of found weightlifting competed mm-hmm. in that for a long time yeah and now kind of moved over to the more the more fitness side of things like mm-hmm. fitness physique physique and yeah. training and bodybuilding shows yeah. and for me it was a lot different and so like I didn't, you know, I had to be open to like learning yeah. new ways and methods and kind of funky ways of doing things, and it, it's it's actually been pretty fun. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's good time. cool.
1: It's different. Yeah, and on the flip side, I remember when I first met you, I tried CrossFit for the first time and weightlifting and like snatches and cleans and stuff. <laughs> wasn't very good at them, but but yeah, yeah, we've de- we've been working out for for a while and. I think to to kind of hit on a point earlier of goal setting, you know, for the last, I'm 30, you're going to be 31 in three hours. You know, I think we were just kind of, well, at least for me, for the past few years, I've been like in and out of the gym for like 10 years. You know, my dad worked out a long time. He still works out today. So I got it from him. And I was just like, it was like throwing spaghetti at a wall and like seeing what sticks, trying this program, trying that program, like trying this diet trying that diet and nothing really worked like it was just up and down I really wouldn't like stick to anything because I wasn't seeing results that I wanted um trying this supplement trying that supplement so I and we both I got this idea from Sean actually um hiring a trainer that we found on the internet on Instagram sounds crazy but Found some random dude on Instagram that had a couple, of th- you know, thousand followers, and put a lot of content out there, and looked like he trained a bunch of people. Had an email address, hit him up. Hit, hit like three or four up, and just basically same message: Hey, you know, looking to get a personal trainer um, with my, you know, or like an online coach is what they call themselves. And this guy hit me back right away. He was very personable. We got on the phone pretty quick, were super nice, asked me my goals. And before you know it, I was Venmoing some dude I had never met $550. <laughs> and just took a leap of faith, sent me right away a program he had laid out for me. We're in week four or five I can't I went to New York had this New York trip planned, so I went there for a week so kind of set me back a little bit but we're in week four or five and you know starting to see some great results more so than I had ever saw before got me on a regimen supplements workouts you know letting them know I have to text him every morning when I wake up you know the meals I eat uh, what time I work out what time I go to bed Every Friday we have to do a check-in, send him some pictures front, back, side, side. He re- critiques it, sends it back, switches up the program, switches up you know the weights or the nutrition, and just kind of setting that goal of hey, here's where I want to be. Paying somebody five hundred and fifty dollars, which is probably the biggest payment. I've had, and I don't know. I haven't bought anything in a in a long time. That's yeah, so a pretty
0: big investment.
1: Five hundred and fifty bucks <laughs> in one thing is kind of a lot, um, and yeah, I mean it's 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 worked out great, and we're only twenty five percent of the way done. So I can't wait to see what it what it looks like, to, you know, at the end.
0: Yeah. So you you were open enough, and you went out and reached out and got a coach that could then help you like an expert that could yeah. help you.
1: I think it started what you're doing. I think it started in recognizing I'm not an expert. Okay. What I'm doing yep. is okay, Yep. but it's not that great. And being able to critique myself and look myself in the mirror and say, Hey, like, You're in the gym four days a week and you don't have a six pack. Like, why is that? Like, you have some love handles, your metabolism's changing, like things are different. Like, like you need some help. Like (laughs) you don't know, you're not an expert here. You don't know all the answers. So that's where it started. And then I reached out to him and-
0: Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And you could have, shameless plug, went to a website like seancfitness.com to probably find the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. But there's got, I really do feel like there's got to be a distinction with like friends that could help you do that same thing that maybe are like an expert in this area, Mm -hmm. went to school for kinesiology, like have different degrees and have trained people for years. Yeah. Friends versus like actually almost making this like a business transaction. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I think that's a a big distinction. It's powerful. There's There's been a lot of people that have come up to me over the year that are my friends that that want to get training from me, online coaching and things like that. I could have them go to Shauncee fitness and I could have them look through that website, which is great, but they're friends, right? So it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a weird balance. I usually offer that stuff to friends just at no cost. Cause it's just easier to kind of keep that separate, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I feel like at some point if a stranger, you're paying them money. They're giving their expert advice That accountability, Mm -hmm. it's got to come at at a higher level because they're not. At a a higher
1: price. At a higher
0: price too. Yeah, they're not known.
1: And on the flip side, I mean, do you think those friends that you give these free services to aren't going to take it as serious as if they paid a stranger or a trainer or an online coach a
0: couple hundred bucks? I think so. I think it's a, a bigger investment To put into yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: that's something I've learned not just through fitness, but through real estate too. Yeah, Investing in yourself, especially after college. Yeah. Right. Like you can invest in a lot of things, but investing yourself after school's over, whether it's seminars or training courses, anything Mm -hmm. like that, that's probably not just the most powerful thing, Mm -hmm. but also the biggest return on my investment.
1: Yeah. A
0: few hundred bucks for a seminar and you know, it, it, uh, it results in like us getting a place in Hawaii that we now rent on, Airbnb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is way more money. <laughs> you know, if you take it from a financial standpoint, way more money than just whatever that course was that I did a few years ago. Yeah. You know, and it was just an investment in myself. I think that's powerful. Yeah. It's, you know,
1: no, that's, yeah. I think it separates mediocre and people that want to be great and people that want more out of just their nine to five, Yeah, you know, and want to have more freedom down the road and more control of their life. Exactly. And not wake up at 45 (laughs) and have to, you know, answer to a boss that's five years younger than them and (laughs) just be in a shitty situation. So I want the freedom. I know you do too.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of my biggest fears, man, is waking up at 85 looking back and being like, did I do everything I could, you know, yeah. to, to, to make this life as best, you know, the best life I could? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's see. What That's else do I have here? Um, what do you got? Yeah, actually, my, my second point was, these are kind of all hitting on, continuous thirst for knowledge, mm. which, which kind of just talked about, I mean, the books. and And, you know, what's kind of helped me a lot, I've noticed, is having somebody uh on my same level that i could like constantly interact with like you constantly going to the gym constantly chatting it's not just like a drunken night we don't really like drink together too much um
0: except for this delicious double wood (laughs) yeah scotch that we're having right now
1: double wood and kind of bounce ideas off each other and what are you listening to what are you reading you know, what are you up to? Like, what is, you know, what have you learned? Kind of just sharing our our knowledge and what we're, you know, learning out there with each other. You're kind of almost multiplying your efforts. Plus you have like somebody that like motivates you. You know, if I fall off for a little bit, I learned something from you that I could take back and kind of get back on the wagon and vice versa. So, you know, continuous, you know, thirst for knowledge. We are constantly scouring the internet's and reading books. I need to read more and podcasts, um, talking to people, you know, I, I, you know, I, I go down to LA and visit with these business owners of these startups, these high growth companies, cause I work in technology and consult mm-hmm. these folks. And they give me like huge tips and great nuggets. And i will come back and Tell Sean, hey, dude, I met the CEO of this company that's doing XYZ. Like, it's pretty cool. Here's some advice he gave me. What do you think? Like, it's pretty badass. Because um, they were they were in our shoes at one point trying to start a business. And some of them getting millions of dollars in funding, taking off, being on Bloomberg. Like, some of them are not doing that great. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just, just all over the place. Um, talking to our buddies in real estate, everybody in L.A. in real estate. Kind of gave me some, some cool ideas just using our network. So just continuously wanting to learn more, continuously being curious, like genuinely curious about how things work. How does, you know, this person, Tim Ferriss podcast, like number one, how does this person, you know, h- how did this guy like scale his business to 500 employees and X amount of millions of dollars? Like, how are you doing this? Um, so yeah. just continuously, genuinely curious.
0: Yeah, just pretty much curious. And I think that's, I think books. So books in my mind have have always been when I was a little kid and we were forced to read, yeah, you know, and I would pick Goosebumps or something like that, right? You remember Goosebumps? Those things were fantastic. Love Goosebumps. They're fictional, crazy books that you would read. You'd get captured in a story. Yeah, But still, I, I only read them because... Like I I needed to, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't because I decided to, or this is a great idea. Mm -hmm. But after college, you know, school's over, learning's over, you take a year, do whatever you're going to do. But then that thirst for like knowledge starts to come back and starts Mm -hmm. to knock on the door. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I realized that, wait a minute, I can spend anywhere from what, seven to $14 maybe for a book. Yeah. Like an actual paper-bound, hard, leather-bound book. If you want to do a Kindle or a podcast, yeah. audiobook, now that they have, that's fine. Audible is fantastic. But 7 to $14, and you could get somebody's lifetime experience, right? Like put mm-hmm. down into a few nuggets and pearls or chapters, and you could read that and learn from somebody that's been around for 70 years. Yeah. Right? So for $7. <laughs> When I realized that, and the light bulb went off, yeah, it was like a whole new world. You know, mm-hmm. like I just picked up stuff from everybody, and I think just even if you only learn one or two things from a book, or if you just have to give yourself the, you have to give yourself the ability to start reading a book, and if it's not for you, be completely okay with putting it down, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't need to finish a book, or if you're halfway through a book and you get the gist. Of what that book is trying to tell you what the author is trying to tell you mm-hmm. we're not talking about fiction right now right we're talking about uh kind of books uh that people have nonfiction stuff self-help books like if you get the gist of that book it's fine to put it down but mm-hmm. for seven dollars you can take somebody's you know life work and be able to learn from that person in a few hundred pages
1: definitely and i
0: think when i realized that you know that was that was a huge game changer mm-hmm. That and getting a
1: coach. Yeah, definitely getting a coach. Um, Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just the continuous, you know, being genuinely curious and and wanting to learn more and how how the world works. I like it. Yeah. Um, And then like the last two were kind of things we just touched on. Power goal setting and being absolutely committed to something and kind of just wrapping up with, title of this podcast, I'm being experts. Experts on not being experts at anything.
0: What are we going to title this podcast is just going to be the power of amateurs.
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody was an amateur at one point.
0: (laughs) I think so, man. Yeah, (laughs) Or maybe uh, we'll we'll title it, uh, give yourself permission to be an amateur. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is people start to feel guilty that they're not right they're like oh i you know i'm not where i want to be mm-hmm. and they don't realize that the person that they're looking to be has put in 20 years mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. people do in private for 20 years what people then see in public mm-hmm. you know and i think that's a big just giving yourself permission not feeling guilty to like compare yourself to the person that's being successful what are, and whatever successful means in your mind i hate using that word because mm-hmm you know in our society it usually means making money but that's not that doesn't necessarily have to be what successful means yeah right successful could be setting up a life to where you're helping other people as much as you can yeah and you're spending as much time with friends family and relationships as you can yeah that's my definition of succe- successful yeah um you know so like it doesn't need to be the word successful but just don't you don't need to compare yourself to others yeah i think that's the main, main thing
1: and, I, I, and I'm guilty of that. I do it all the time is compare myself to others and look at everybody's highlight, you know, uh, Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat. And you're really just kind of looking at everybody's highlight reel and you really don't aren't seeing the behind the scenes. Um, but, yeah, definitely like putting in putting in the time and really, you know, putting that su- sweat equity in and really earning it is is important.
0: Very cool. All right, man. Yeah. Well, it was awesome having you on the show. Thank yeah. you so much for spending the time. Yeah, I thanks think for inviting uh, me. main wrap-ups are going to be just be open to learning, mm-hmm. um, don't compare yourself to others, mm-hmm. and just kind of constantly strive to be better. Yeah. Be. Uh, I think my, w- one of my bosses at
1: Salesforce, first boss at Salesforce told me, Pat, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's anything you dive into, any new venture, whether it's real estate or fitness or like anything, you have to be uncomfortable, you know, not knowing anything uh, at first and kind of just easing into it. So, if you could be un- uh, comfortable being uncomfortable and comfortable being an amateur and comfortable making maybe looking a little silly, then you're gonna go places. And if you're not, well, Check yourself.
0: Very cool. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for having or thanks so much for coming on the show, spending the time. Yeah. And we will chat soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you everyone so much for checking out this podcast. And thank you to the sponsors of the show, Primal Goods Company. Go to primalgoodsco.com and enter life Ready at checkout for 10% off your order. Also, thank you to Life Ready Foods. Go to lifereadyfoods.com to check out their Thrive Protein Powder. Enter Life Ready at checkout and save yourself 10% off your order. So go to primalgoodsco.com and lifereadyfoods.com. Enter Life Ready at the checkout. Okay, folks, that's it for today. On the next episode, we have John Cortese. John is an awesome coach who owns a gym up in Napa, California. I traveled up there and he kicked my ass in uh, a few crazy workouts, Uh, but it was cool. We were able to chat about what it's like to train young athletes, when to specialize in a sport versus when not to, and the best ways to prevent injuries for young athletes. So if you have kids or are planning on having kids, you're definitely gonna wanna tune into this episode. All right, guys, that's it for today. Love you all, bye.